Welcome back to the STEM Network Podcast, episode number three. Today we're speaking to Jimmy Sapia and Sean Hutchinson about the EdCamp 2016 experience. All right, so here, here I am with um, Sean Hutchinson, Jimmy Sapia, and we're at EdCamp Southwestern Connecticut, EdCamp SWCT 2016, and we're having a great time learning a lot. And I thought what I would do is um, just ask them a few questions related to what an ed camp is for those of you out there who are just getting introduced to the concept and sort of what's happening here today. So I'll open up the floor to either of you or both of you. All right. So, uh, Jim, thanks. It was a pleasure to uh, be on your podcast. Uh, my name is Jimmy Sapien. I'm <laughs> Mr. Sapien underscore teach on Twitter. And so basically the basic premise of ed camp is, is it's an unconference. And what happens is, is you go to the event the day of, and there's a blank board, and it's completely participant-driven. So the participants are the ones creating the sessions. So it's really driven by the participants. And there's a couple really cool rules about EdCamp, whereas, you know, of course, you get choice to attend what session you want. And then there's also the rule of two feet, whereas if you go to a session and it's not what you think, you have the right to get up and go to a different session, which is unlike you know traditional professional development where it's kind of sit 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 down and then there's a lot of interaction going on with presenters too and it's a really collaborative experience yeah. um, my name is Sean Hutchison uh, and just to piggyback on what Jimmy is saying what I really like about the EdCamp uh, model is that it's teacher driven and teachers get to decide what they want to learn and then it also builds on this whole idea of collaboration that other teachers can come in and learn from that other teachers, but it doesn't always have to be around tech. Uh, what I also like about EdCamp and this year in particular is that it's moved beyond just technology as the center for those sessions, but it's teachers who have genuine, genuine interest about other things, and people are like, oh yeah, uh, makerspaces? Let me learn about makerspaces. And you don't have to be an expert, just pose your question, and other people will come and join and share their insight about the same topic. Well, I, I find um, the whole EdCamp experience to be freeing, and, and one thing for me is not having vendors here. And, and, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, we all have to use products, and some of the products are fantastic, and they allow us to do our work. But being a vendorless space where practitioners share is just powerful to me and just makes me excited about being here. Um, yeah, go ahead. I know when we had went to a, a conference this summer, won't name any names, but that was one of the things that Jimmy and I also recognized, too, is just, it seemed like those large conferences were driven by getting us as teachers to buy their products. It really wasn't about us interacting and really engaging. And another thing we had saw during that large conference, there's like 35,000 people there, but teachers weren't really connected with each other. And I think that's the power of EdCamp where, you know, some of the best conversations you have are those conversations in, in the hallway. And that's kind of where EdCamp Southwestern Connecticut spawned from. We were at EdCamp Connecticut in Simsbury, which is a great event. And a group of us got together and said, hey, we should possibly bring this to southwestern Connecticut. And, you know, it started connecting on Twitter. And then we actually used Voxer to yeah. pretty much plan the whole event besides a couple Google Hangouts. And, and we've had over 200 people at our event today. Yeah, and it's, and it's wildly successful today, wildly successful. People are just going gaga. A lot of good this. energy here today. But, but let me ask this question. Um, where do we go from here? What could you envision EdCamp southwestern Connecticut being or what additional things could this already spectacular event morph into? I mean, well, last year after we had our first ed camp, we decided to, we had the same question we asked ourselves as we were reflecting on it is, what do we do next? How do we keep this conversation, this energy flowing? And that's when you came up with our, our Twitter chat, uh, hashtag CTEDU. And for last year, every Tuesday at 8 o'clock, 
educators from around the state are getting together, talking about issues and topics that they self-select, and we get to just add and have conversations about it. And I believe, too, that the momentum that participants get from this event, they could bring that back to school, and it becomes living and breathing, and then you can utilize Twitter and the different hashtags that we have to keep the connections alive and keep that enthusiasm alive, and hopefully the spirit of this kind of grassroots, bottom-up uh, philosophy will help you know spawn more teachers to think a little outside the box and creative ways to engage kids and then you know the theory is that that group can keep growing and growing and growing and what's great about we teach in Stanford and we had our, our assistant superintendent came today and a board of ed member came today and that was very powerful because they had heard about the model and we, which we've been talking about so they came here to live it and and they had some incredible feedback from it so the right people were here, too, from downtown. So it's that connection between the participants and the people from downtown. And even to add to that, what was great about because they were in our Twitter session this morning, is that now we taught them how to be connected and how to connect to this larger community of educators. And I think that's what it's, also about, what it's all about. And to add on to what was said earlier, that I think we're hoping that this model will empower teachers so that when they look at PD, it's not just somebody from the outside trying to impose an idea on you. But it's okay. How can we edify ourselves and how can we teach ourselves and be responsible for our own professional growth? Well, Sean and Jimmy, I just, you know, I can't thank you enough as a teacher in Stanford um, for creating this space in which I can learn. And, and um, I agree with you. A lot of my learning is happening outside of the sessions. Yeah. So it's so exciting to be able to talk to you about it. And I just can't wait to see what happens in 2017. Onward and upward. And thank you for uh, having us as a guest. All right. My pleasure. I want to thank Jimmy Sapia and Sean Hutchinson for spending time with us at the STEM Network podcast. Tune in next month for more conversation about education and technology. Well, STEM Network, we once again like to thank Frank Rodriguez for spending time with us today. Thank you for all you do for the kids in Stanford, Frank.